you saying that, uh, that you would be uh, taking part in uh, our upcoming election in 2024? Well, I'll either, so either, either roll an egg or you know, being the, the, good, you know, the guy who's pushing them out. Come on. You ever get the feeling that everything in America is completely fucked up? You know that feeling that the whole country is like one inch away from saying, that's it, forget it. Let's see. Thanks, Mr. Uh, now look, here's a house full of bees. Like you think the honey badger cares? It doesn't give a shit. Listen, let's get one thing straight. Price is right. Guns don't kill people. That was a great song. They're a good band. I don't know who that is. The OCs. Ah. You've probably... I know the name. Yeah. They... Uh, I've never listened to them. Will Smith turned me on to them. Okay. Yeah, that sounds uh, like Fresh, Will Smith music. Fresh Prince. Oh, right, right, yeah, right. No, not the one you're thinking of, yeah. Before he moved to Beverly Hills, or is this... Uh, <laughs> it it wasn't... Uh, yeah. It was before. It was when he was in uh, slapping mode at Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> Bel Air. That... Um, I love that. That's some of my favorite style. I'm, that sounds pretty '90s to me, like mid '90s. Yeah, yeah. But they're they're newer than that. Yeah, but it is in that. I I always felt like that about our band, uh, Choke. Uh huh. That we were just kind of like trying to be a '90s band. Right. Yeah. And uh, I think that's why I like half the bands I've ever been in. <laughs> <laughs> they have two drummers in that band. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Which I never. Sounds kind of weird. It's so. Straight I can never understand. Yeah. Well, and they well they play the same thing. Yeah. From every saying, video I've seen, they play the exact same thing. Yeah, I was gonna say it's such a straightforward sound. Yeah, it seems a little it, uh, that redundant, but that song I took from uh, KPEX. Mm-hmm. K K KPIX KEX the one in Seattle. Okay. KPEX, right? I don't know. KEXP, whatever. Uh, I'm not gonna start getting things right here <laughs> no, today. Please don't. Um, and they only had one drummer in the studio. Okay, for that uh, or in the whatever they were playing. So, it, but it's still the same sound. I mean, when you hear them yeah. with two drummers, you can't really tell. Which why would you have two drummers? I love the uh, I love that style of guitar, that single string stuff, and the real. I love. I had a band that was specifically dedicated. The last like functioning band I was ever in, and musically functioning, definitely not personality functioning. <laughs> have you ever been in a band that was personality <laughs> no, functioning? Absolutely not. <laughs> Is uh, which is kind of funny because you and I had uh, a miscommunication about how we knew the podcast, and uh, you know, there was a little bit of snark in the text messages. And uh, I was like, Imagine this times four that's uh-huh. being in a band, <laughs> like, this is manageable, like, you know, we, we're gonna have a 10 minute 
10 second conversation probably clear everything up. Well, imagine being in a band like exclusively only in your 40s. Right. You know, it would be like that. And we live in a van together. <laughs> you know, but I mean like like everything would be much more like civil. Yes. If you were only in bands post 40 years old. Right, yeah. You know, it would just kind of like I'm frustrated yeah, but much you know, more level-headedness. It's yeah. all good. No worries. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. I'm a, But I'm we're also tired. we're also way more cranky. <laughs> so, uh this dude you're talking about his guitar. Um Is that going to work? No. K E X P. I was talking about the guitar so he wears it like super high, yeah, up, which uh, makes a lot of sense when you see how much he fucking jumps around, right? Like if you've ever, I know you have, but if 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 you've ever tried to like jump around and play your instrument, yes, at the same time, it's not easy. <laughs> your <laughs> your hands do not want to stay attached to the instrument, <laughs> but if you wear it up here, like it's a fucking bulletproof vest, right? And uh, I think it makes it a little. Yeah, it's more like a pendant than, than a guitar. <laughs> Exactly. But what I loved about that song is I was listening to the chords working underneath the song. I was like, mm-hmm. that's a that's a cool progression. It's got a cool groove. And then I always loved the idea, which the last band I was in, this was kind of our ethos, is like, I know that we're capable, this sounds egocentric, but I know that we're capable of writing like decent songs, catchy songs, mm-hmm. not like pop punk or anything like that, but mm-hmm. you know, something, not just pure chaos, but write a good song and then just kind of ruin it on purpose. So I have this good structure, this good chord progression that moves along and like a point of the song and the song's got a good structure and all the makings of what you'd call fairly standard songwriting, I guess. Like the Spin Doctors. <laughs> okay, not so much like that. <laughs> okay. Um, but then just introduce noise, like ruin it on purpose, which I would always do on the guitar. Like let's yeah. put some chords in there that don't fit mm-hmm. at all. So it's like... Here's your birthday cake, and I just took a big shit on it. It's a subtle art. Yeah, well, I mean, in that situation, no one would want to eat the birthday cake. Yes. Right? But if you took a shit on it and then spread the shit out to make it look like icing, Uh and maybe someone would take a bite. (laughs) That's all you're trying to get them to do is just take one bite. I mean, there are entire genres of porn dedicated specifically to that. Which reminds me, my dad was telling me that he's been... don't tell me what this reminds you of. <laughs> my dad's been listening to the podcast, and oh. he told me... <laughs> Besides my dad, uh, I gotta take a bathroom yeah. break real quick. Oh my god. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I turned on... Uh, he told me the name of the episode. He turned on that, uh, this episode, and uh, I got a little ways into it, and I just had to turn it off. I just, just, was, just wasn't really into it. Mm. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Thanks, Pop. All right. Fair enough. I, I, I threw the old pigskin around. I, uh, I threw I threw it on this morning to listen to the beginning of that episode. It was the one that uh, Mike called in mm-hmm. um, to talk about uh, what legal thing do we? Uh, the Trump indictment. Yes. Okay. Which I thought was a fairly good episode. Hmm. Although, not surprisingly, did not get as many downloads as other episodes. Of course not. Anyways, I went back and listened to the beginning of it. Of course, it was if a- we come in here with one of our drinking buddies and just like, ah, it's just bullshit, whatever, yeah. like record numbers and <laughs> totally. offers of advertising. <laughs> our audience just doesn't get it. <laughs> We're trying to force them to listen to the good stuff, like us rambling about shitting on cake. <laughs> I just don't know what's everyone's problem. Uh, so... Square peg, round hole. Yeah. So today, uh, <laughs> I told you I was going to the, the bar around noon mm-hmm. for, for lunch, mm-hmm. 
which and was, in hindsight, makes more sense now. Yes, <laughs> I was like, uh, I'm at work. <laughs> yeah, thanks for rubbing it in, Dick. <laughs> and then I got your text like later that afternoon. I'm like, okay, we have a miscommunication here. I think he thought like I was fucking the day off or yeah, something like that. I did. Okay. Um, so I'm sitting there, um, about to enjoy my beverage and belt a sandwich and I get a call from the missus. Mm-hmm. I was like, Hey, what's up? <clears throat> you know, it's never like the best thing when your wife calls you at the bar. Yeah. It's like, it's the middle of the day. You're at the bar. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm doing research. Leave me alone. <laughs> She's like, Hey, what are you doing? It's like, uh, having lunch. Where are you? At Osteolos. And she's like, you're supposed to pick the kid up. Oh, wow. Oh, fuck. I was like, I'm getting an award right now for father of the year. They happen to be giving it to me at Osceola. That's what I meant to say. I'll be there in a minute. All right? Just- I'm doing research <laughs> on how tough my liver is. <laughs> I'll call you later. And how strong our marriage is. <laughs> Please forgive me. I'm on my way. <laughs> So two beers later, I did pack things up and uh, went and picked the kid up, and everything was fine. Yes, dude, I can't shake the uh, the paranoia that I have when I drop him off at school. It's weird. Really? Yeah, I almost cried the other day leaving him. Yeah, today she took him, and I was just like, it took me a while to snap out of it. I was fucking worried. It's weird. It's got it stuck in my craw. Yeah, we had talked about that on a previous episode, and. I think that's a pretty natural thing to feel, but the trick is not to convey that onto your child. Yeah, which is difficult to do. Oh yeah, is I mean, lesson number one of learning from parenthood: like he's picking up way more than I thought he was. Totally. <laughs> uh, although th- there is a way to do it. Um, for example, um, uh, I have body armor for mm-hmm. myself and maybe someone else in the family. And he has caught on to this, and he wants it bad. Really? Right? So it's like, I mean, I could send him to school in body armor. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so going back to what I was just talking about. He would think it was the coolest thing in the world. He would not get any sort of psychological damage from that, I don't think. Now, I would probably get a few calls and maybe some dirty looks from the school. but Possible parent-teacher conference. You know what? When that, when that, never mind. Yeah, let's not not do it. Okay. Um, well, on that, speaking of people being shot, I don't know if you heard this, but finally justice is being served in the Alec Baldwin case. Uh, extremely anti-gun Alec Baldwin. Yes. Murdered someone, (laughs) shot someone and killed them. Yes. Uh, got off scot-free, I understand. Uh, yes, exactly. Well, I mean, he was kind of the victim in that whole thing because he didn't right. pull the trigger. Right. Um, the gun went off on its own, as guns do. We all know. Whoever, no, anyone who is into guns knows that guns just go off. Every once in a while they go off, yeah. That's why it, the statement that guns kill people makes sense. Yeah. It's not that people kill people. It's the guns that kill people. They had a litany I mean, of... Just ask Chuck D. I got into a great argument with him on Twitter. <laughs> Which is kind of awesome. I know. <laughs> a little bit of a... By the way, huge fan. Yeah. That being said. I know we're arguing and all, but yo, <laughs> love your work. <laughs> they, uh, I, I usually ignore stuff like this, but I did happen to um, 
come across some stuff. They had a litany of gun forensics, firearms forensics exp- experts mm-hmm. that say like, no, that it is absolutely impossible for a gun to just go off. No, I mean if you drop a gun and it's like a <clears throat> an older gun, perhaps, mm-hmm. um, or a shotgun. I know shotguns are known to yeah. go off if you drop them. Um, I've heard that anyways. I don't know that. Uh, Maybe, but that's not what's being claimed. Right. Right. Now, thankfully, the armorer is being prosecuted still. They have not dropped. Are you serious? Yes. Yes. Because that's obviously the person that's responsible. I was thinking about that. Like, you know, I think that the average person that listens to this story says, well, I mean, he's an anti gun guy. I was going to say, well, he had a better lawyer. (laughs) She couldn't afford one. Which is the absolute (laughs) truth. But he's not a gun guy. If someone hands him a gun, he doesn't he's know. A, he's a staunch anti-gun guy. He's an guy. anti-gun person. So it's up to the person that hands him the gun to make sure that the gun is not going to have live ammunition mm-hmm. in it. Now, there Why? is some truth to okay, that. Okay, I don't want to get too far into this. Why did they have live ammunition on a movie set at all? I don't know. And I do think that if the armor is... Uh, the person that had the live ammunition, right? Then that's obviously there. They have some uh, culpability. Yeah, something right. to share Correct. in Correct. their culpability, right? But I was thinking about it in these terms. Let's say that you and I decide to make a movie in your backyard, okay? And we give uh, my wife a gun to play a role in it. <laughs> I think you're saying, and we shit on a cake, yeah. right? Okay, <laughs> but we spread it out, right? So it looks like icing. Are you with me? No. Let's say one of us. Let's say you have a gun. I gave you the gun. Okay. And you're going to do this roll, and in the roll, you pull the trigger, and it's supposed to have blanks in it, mm-hmm. and it goes off. Mm-hmm. There isn't a jury in the world that isn't going to find you responsible right. for this. Right? The fact that you're Alec Baldwin, and you're on a Hollywood movie set, does not change that. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You decided to shoot this movie... In this movie, there were guns involved. Mm-hmm. It is your responsibility, Matt, to check and make sure that when you pull this trigger, that the thing that you're holding... I mean, you're involved in the movie. You don't have any, uh, you know... That's the that's the fundamental tenet of gun safety, which we have done, you know, when we go shooting, we go on the range. It's like, yeah. we will pass around a gun, right? Yeah. Drunk and blindfolded and pull the trigger and, you know, whoever loses loses their life they die yeah and that's why i only have like three friends yeah no they you if you take a gun out of a safe the first thing what's the first thing you do look right down the barrel make sure it's not loaded (laughs) (laughs) you point it at the camera person (laughs) pull the trigger just to be sure there's nothing better than me no Uh, what's the first thing you do you know what honestly we could have my four-year-old in here right now Mm -hmm. and ask him this question and he would answer it so my so would my 10-year-old Correctly, the the follow the four four rules of gun safety. Right, right. Is you check it, make sure it's not there's nothing in the chamber, it's not loaded. And if you hand to me, like check out this new gun, like you the first rule is you assume it is loaded. Right, you right. assume every firearm is loaded yep. all the time. Yep. You send then you hand to me, like check out this new gun I bought. It's the mm-hmm. first thing I do, even though I just watched you do it. Exact same thing. Yeah, it's like you never ever assume that someone. And if did you are diligence, and I don't expect uh, an anti gun lefty like Alec Baldwin to know that. Mm-hmm. 
But I would expect anyone that's handling an actual gun yeah. to know that. If you're going to be in a movie with a gun, you got to know that. Anyways, I'm not going to, I don't want to preach about this, but right. um, I just was happy to see that justice is finally being served and that poor Alec Baldwin is being let off. And right. the person who's really responsible, the armor, is not. So, right. yeah. Hopefully they rot in jail. May justice be swift and severe, not for Alec Baldwin, oh. the person who shot. God, no. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, they've been carrying on filming the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. God. Yeah. And I, I just assume people in Hollywood had so much more, you know, integrity and oh, right. character. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. Um, listen, there's kind of a bad tone about this movie, and I feel like maybe we should be a little tasteful. Why don't we kind of put the brakes on this, get back to child raping for two, three years, <laughs> and then we'll start on another project. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. Um, all right. So just a little uh, housekeeping here. Um, I got to get something off my chest. I uh, I said something in our last episode mm-hmm. that I feel kind of bad about. Okay. So I just want to make amends. Okay. Right here. Um, I used the term uh, uh, Brenton Hicks uh, instead of Brenton Woods. Mm-hmm. That was a mistake I made. Right. Meant to say Brenton Woods. I said Brenton Hicks. So I just want to uh, come clean on that and just real apologize. Man to come clean like that. Yeah. Um, I know you were furiously texting me about that the next day. Yeah. 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 Uh, and as you may have done the research yourself, but uh, Brenton Hicks is not um, a moment when we went off the gold standard. It's actually a, uh, he's a chiropractor in Arkansas. Mm. And, uh, Hopefully still, after all that. <laughs> <laughs> this mob outside of my house. You mean a mob of new clients, is thanks the, to the Liberty Tree podcast. Is that the Q Shaman in my front yard? <laughs> oh, shit. Man, why is, he, why is he walking? Oh, he needs an adjustment. Oh, this is awesome. Uh, so, I went on Brenton Hicks's Instagram, as one does, and <laughs> <laughs> I just got to... I... I uh, I got to call bullshit Okay, this guy actually existing. Okay. And this is not unique to Brenton Hicks. Right. This is a thing that I've noticed a lot on Instagram. This is the pattern. Bullshit? This is the pattern. <laughs> All right? I'm going to throw it up on the old screen here for you. Anything peculiar about this Instagram account? Um... Hmm. Incongruency. I don't buy that he has two posts uh. and 945 followers. That just doesn't... And those that, pictures are obviously out of a fashion shoot from somewhere. Yes. Yeah. Right? Those aren't pictures that you post on Instagram. It's, it's him looking at his clothes, and then uh, the other one is him in... Yeah, fashion with the camera turned kind of sideways. Like, those are the only two pictures. It's, this is just bullshit. So, yeah. Um, obviously, this is a, a fed. Uh, so, if Brenton Hicks, uh, doctor, chiropractor, and also doctor of chiropractic, is he actually a doctor? <laughs> Doubt it. Chiropractor Brenton Hicks uh, wants to follow you. Just be, you know, aware. Be aware. Yeah. Tread lightly. What's actually going on here? Um, 
And this reminds me of... Um, Interesting thing to do a deep dive on. I'm not going to do a deep dive. <laughs> okay. I just... Uh, yeah. Not mean just the dive you've done so far. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when... Uh, it, the, when you make a mistake, it's important to make amends. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah. Um, the... Uh, the meme that you sent us the other day ties into this. Yes. A little bit. Because the meme was uh, the 37-year-old nudicer. Mm-hmm. You think that's a typo, or is that meant to say nudicer? I don't question any things on Telegram. Okay, good call. Um, it could also be read as noticer. I think it's supposed to be nudicer. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, it's a picture, a drawing of a, a man with a beard who's clearly noticing something. And uh, around it, it says things like, has been noticing things for so long, nothing is surprising anymore. Check. Views nothing in good faith anymore. Everything is fake until proven gay. <laughs> Can correctly identify someone's heritage just from their, <laughs> their face shape. <laughs> uh, that sounds so racist, but goddamn if that's not true. <laughs> um, inexplicably not demoralized. By all the noticing. Yes. <laughs> Probably my favorite line. Quote, a funny thing I noticed is the amount of times I've said that in my kitchen or subjected my poor wife. I should, yeah. I should clarify to the way I bring it. I saw something kind of funny today. Uh, exactly. Well, which is how I got onto the Brenton Hicks thing. Right. I didn't let it go because I was like, wait a second. Hold on. Because I, I needed to know the truth. What what I was actually trying to say. Next thing you know, I'm going down this rabbit hole because I'm noticing incongruencies or nudicing, right? Or I'm sorry, forgive yeah. me, nudicing incongruencies. Um, one of them is on the ADL's most wanted list, and you know what the ADL is? Yes, Anti Defamation League, right? Which I I've heard a million times, and I had an idea that it was probably like the uh, Southern Poverty Law. Center kind of an yes. organization that's just started out. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean, with a name like that, you know, and then they became right. what they became. Right. Or the N double, oh, no, the, uh, what's the NAACP, the FBI, the CIA, the No, 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 no. The one. <laughs> Need I go on? The, uh, the, the civil rights, uh, one that's ACLU. Yes, the ACLU right. used to be a great organization. Actually, defended Nazis' right to march and right. you know the, how the story goes. They <clears throat> so after that, you kind of tapered off. Then they started being just like <laughs> no, they're they're acti- woke. They're activists. They're activist groups. Yeah, exactly. They were taken over just like every organization. Right. What's that uh, meme? Not meme like the uh, picture meme, but the verbal meme that um, every organization, unless it's actively anti-left mm-hmm. is going to eventually become a lefty organization. Right. And that's ACLU is a great example. I mean, they just yeah. got infiltrated by lefties. And of course, by lefties, I mean communists. And just totally moved to the left. And now they're a ridiculous, yeah. you know, fighting hate meme of themselves. Disinformation. Yeah, exactly. Um, so in order to figure out, I, I knew what the ADL was, but I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't know, no. So in order to kind of understand it more i started looking up what it meant um and i wondered like do they actually have because this says on this meme it says on the adl's most wanted list i was like i wonder if they have that a list 
like published on their website. I believe I know the ACLU does. I see it quoted all the time because they what they do and they talk about anyone right of fucking Trotsky <laughs> that make the rights of paper like so and so on the ACLU's you know top ten terrorist list or domestic terrorist list or most hateful list or whatever. Yeah, I believe that they all have like a hit list. That's all their ideal ideologues. Yeah. It's it's um they have a very specific point of view, a very far left Marxist communist point of view. And um they use these lists and then the mainstream media picks up these lists and quotes them as qu- credible sources. Mm-hmm. So they say like, well, obviously, you know, anti defamation we're all against defamation, right? I mean, it's right there in the name and classically we've known these people to do this and yeah. And and they never make any mention of like just how ideologically driven in the wide swing that they have made when they quote these lists. They seem to have a very uh uh anti Semitic uh focused lens. The like look- A D L does for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um <clears throat> I didn't know that till yesterday when I started looking this up, but um, I found this uh, interesting oh, should be good <laughs> list of all of the hate symbols that they've identified as being hate symbols. Mm-hmm. So I've seen some. Of these. Gonna, <laughs> it's, it's almost comedy. I'm gonna read some of these to you. 100. percent Yep. That is a hate symbol. Did you know that? Okay. So what? Okay. Let's let's set the table here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not hip guy, right? Okay. And I sent texts to people, and they text me back with the hundred percent thing. And I had no idea. I was like, "Yeah." And I asked someone, "Nazis?" Well, no. I asked someone, "Like, what does that mean?" Like, what's they're like? They say they agree. No, they, that they means agree hundred percent. Okay. So what's what's the stretch from that to you being a Nazi? Hundred percent is shorthand for hundred percent white, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Among white supremacists, it's also common to create alphanumeric variations to proclaim solidarity with a particular white supremacist group or gang, such as 112%. So the guy that sent that to me was a Mexican guy. Should I uh, reach back out to him and go like, hey, buddy, I don't know. Oh, well, he might be a fed. I, yeah, <laughs> oh, I wouldn't shit. reach back out to him. Okay. Um, he's uh, definitely a fed. But on the census, Mexican people are supposed to Check the white box. Okay, bring me up to speed here. Apparently, I'm a little behind on <laughs> what's going on. Because I knew Asians were white. I knew that. Obviously. Sure. I was told that. That's why they're not allowed to go to Harvard. Mexicans, too, now. Yeah. Huh. All right. I'll well, according them. to the census. Oh, okay. Hispanics. I'll tell the guys at work tomorrow. I can't remember how it works. Hey, I, guys, good news. <laughs> I didn't let the census guy through my gate last time they came to my house. Oh, really? Yeah, just for fun. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'll just keep coming back. I'm like, that's cool. Because <laughs> you know eventually they're going to get, you're going to get you to, you have to sign it. It's the law. You have to like, no, I'm not doing it. It's like, well, you, they're just going to keep coming back. I'm like, that's fine. <laughs> uh, so not only is 100% a uh, symbol, the number is 109 and 110, also symbols of white supremacy. So is the number 12, the number 13, the number 14, <laughs> <laughs> the number 18, the numbers 21 2 12. Wow. 2316, the number 28, <clears throat> the number 311. What we need to do is email the ADL and go, like, 
can we get a list of what numbers aren't racist? Because <laughs> I'm trying to run a business here, and this is really difficult. I'm trying to stay on the right side of it. A lot of our prices end up uh, being those numbers, and yeah. we want to adjust it just to make sure that we're not uh, on your most wanted list. You remember when the band 311 was being accused of being white supremacist? <laughs> no. <laughs> I knew when they were accused of being a fucking shitty band. <laughs> I toured with them once. Did you? I did. With what band? Uh, you know. Just... Okay, good, good. <laughs> um, so they had 311. 11 is, uh, K is the 11th number of the alphabet, letter of the alphabet. Okay. So three Ks. KKK, hello. <laughs> Do you remember we were You're saying slow tonight? <laughs> yeah, <geez. laughs> yeah, brush up on my numerology. Remember, I was saying this is so funny because remember we were talking about like getting deep down conspiracy rabbit holes. Yeah, and be like interesting. And I was like, okay, it was pretty fringe. Like, not sure I believe, it, but interesting. And keep reading it. It's like they lose me with the numerology. <laughs> it's like I know. It's like okay, like. This happened on this date, which is right. blah, 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 and they add up all these numbers, and, you know, which is so-and-so's birthday. And you're just like, okay, dude. You were saying I'm that out. last episode. I know. It's so funny. So they, exactly ADL serious. does that. Yeah. All right, great. Yeah. Number 38, number 43, number 511, number 737, Boeing, hello. Number 83, number 88. Number, I mean, it just goes on and fucking on. It's just so, <laughs> so stupid. This, is, this was someone's job to put this list together. They got paid to do this. I know. Like, what, are you, what, are you, what are you producing for humanity right now? You're not doing anyone a favor. Well, I mean, think about having that job. Like, you have to eventually, you run out of numbers. Right. That are actually, like. It's like the guy in charge. As if there was a number that was like actually. the guy in charge of uh, promoting all the COVID variants. Variants, like, you yeah. guys, I'm fucking done. All right, I'm fucking <laughs> done. I can't do this. But it's the opposite, because they're like, uh, so you got anything else for us? Well, I did, you know, 12. 13 and Oh, yeah, he 14. has to... <laughs> That's it? So, I mean, we're probably going to have to find, you know, so... really have work for you if you don't even... Well, I mean, I could look into the numbers 38 and uh, 42 and 737. Uh, I'm pretty sure I've seen those. Okay, well done. We'll yeah. see you next Friday. <laughs> oh, my God, the silliness. I fucking love it. It's I do, just, too. It's the clown world. Dude. I do, just, because... It just keeps going and going, and when you watch it from the sidelines, like we always talk about this, you just... I just feel like I sit and watch it like a like a TV show. And every once in a while, you filter out like someone pops out of the party and comes and talks to you about this. You just go like, I don't. I, you and I do not exist. Like, we are not of the same species. If we can contribute anything to the world from this podcast, it would hopefully be that we make organizations like this look ridiculous. Well... Or at least contribute to the idea that they are ridiculous. Or at least be on par with what they are doing themselves. <laughs> it's. I don't think. I guarantee that the people listening to this podcast right now did not know that all of those numbers were considered by a no. certain group to be signs of white supremacy. Right. How ridiculous is that? It is absolutely silly. So next time you see ADL, just remember that. Like this is a. So we talked about this a little before that we were going to do a whole episode of a completely 180 ideological bent. Don't tell them. I know I won't, but I might start the people that I know that potentially buy into this stuff Ah. that still talk to me. I'm going to beat them at their own game. That's kind of an oxymoron. Like, dude, you listen to 311 at all? Think about this. Hit them with some numerology. You're going to be like, you might, dude. Uh, you listen to three. Of course, I don't listen to three eleven. Fucking KKK man. Like fuck, this guy's good. 
This guy's really good. <laughs> um, I see a. Uh, I'm gonna sh- shift gears. I I really can't go any deeper. Okay. Uh, than that on the ADL. It's Sorry. Way deeper than yeah. I thought someone could have. <laughs> Pretty amazing. Um, I see a. My favorite thing about that meme, the 37 year old nudiser, is doesn't get outraged anymore. Just notices. That's uh-huh. how I feel like where I am. I'm like I just I don't. I don't, I'm not surprised by anything anymore. I'm right. just kind of watching this as a clown show. It's funny because um, around 30, this is so perfect because around 37 years old is when the average person in our era, let's say, I think probably was much earlier in a, in a earlier era. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this time that we're living in now, at 37 years old, the patterns that you've been noticing throughout your life mm-hmm. are starting to <clears throat> congeal. It's like you're um, right. You're moving from a blue belt to a purple belt mm-hmm. in jujitsu. Right, right. Everything you're like ah, like not that I know what yeah. that's like. <laughs> <laughs> what I've heard, um, and so you're you're noticing patterns. Right, and it's. Probably, I would argue one of the most important traits of human beings is he built is pattern recognition. Yeah, being able to see. Well, that's something that we've always said before. It's like my ability to perceive pattern recognition doesn't make me a conspiracy theorist. Right. It's it's. What does that mean? I'm just. What's 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 what are some of the easy examples that we use on this podcast? The the easy one, the big umbrella terms. Like if these people have lied about whatever mm-hmm. war crimes for example if every war every impetus for every war we've been into has been founded on complete fallacy and bullshit and then you go like and now here we are again why are they right right if every climate prediction has been wrong mm-hmm. you know from the the rock stars of the climate yeah. movement if they've been wrong every single time like why why would i listen now yeah which that's is why pa- that's pattern recognition it's so easy to to make young people think that the earth is on fire right because they haven't heard that a hundred times before yeah. and have the have it all be total yeah. bullshit. Before. That's why your grandpa doesn't buy into any of this shit. He's like, ah, yeah, I've heard this over and over. Okay. <laughs> and so I was going to, that's, I kind of wanted to get to this point. So people in our lives who are older than us that we've looked up to, mm-hmm. who have seen all of this before, but at the same time aren't picking up on the patterns and aren't nudicing. Mm-hmm. What's going on? It makes you think, like, what the fuck? Yeah. And what's what it is is this brilliant psyop that's been orchestrated originally through. Well, it's basically propaganda, right? That's right. co-opting their brains. It's yeah. it's triggering their brains it's to indoctrination. Ignore the patterns that they're seeing. Yeah. Right. And nothing has been more effective in that than social media. Oh yeah. And those people that we know that are not really hip they're on social media like it or not they yeah. might not admit that but whether it's facebook or instagram or something like that or just a uh, constant diet of youtube news or something they are right they are getting their brains corrupted yeah by that shit and i think people could probably you know you could say that we are too except that we've had this argument before we are exposed to everything mm-hmm. and we decide to look in other, other places, other, places other mediums, well. other so platforms. Yeah, we have those other platforms, and we have the legacy. Or is the way that we've always put it, 
is when I hit my wife with from the uh, meme right <laughs> Funny thing I noticed <laughs> with my left, just so it doesn't hurt as bad. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> is you know to quote the meme. You know I noticed a funny thing today, and you break out, and then you know your wife or your friend or whatever says, you should balance these things that you're looking at with alternative perspectives. So I was like, the alternative perspective is me walking out the front door. It's everything. It's everywhere here all the time. It's every commercial. It's every politician. It's every mainstream news organization. It's every mixed company barbecue party, kids' birthday party, you know, sitting down at, for, for a beer after work. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm, I get that. That's 90%, 90% of my intake is just taking that in from the wild. Mm-hmm. It's like, so I'm going out of my way to look into alternative perspectives to some of these issues. And then we look at these alternative perspectives. I did a deep dive a while back. <clears throat> Sit down for this one. Is I went back and some of the podcasts I listened to, which are pretty numerous, is I went back to 2020, mm-hmm. beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, I was like, I want to hear what they're saying in the very beginning. Because what are we hearing now? Like, we didn't know the science changed. The facts change, which facts don't change. Or you hear from those podcasts, like, we had it right from the beginning. Right. We and I was, li- so some of the podcasts that, you know, became my favorites, because in my mind, in hindsight, I was like, they just seem to have a knack for getting things right by whatever means or stretch of imagination or whatever fringe luck they have going on. And some of these podcasts, from the very beginning, fucking nailed it. Mm-hmm. It was so interesting to listen to. And this was like when I didn't know anything. You know, even us, like, you know, we had, we developed strong feelings for it. But in the beginning, we're like, I don't know, dude, there's a lot that's just not, the math is not adding up on, like, a lot of what's being asked for people like us to do. Our nanny knew from the beginning, but. Yes. She started a podcast. I know. And, but to listen to some of these guys in, you know, April of 2020 saying, like, you know, this is fucking nonsense. It's this, it's this, Uh, you know, uh, the vaccine won't work. It's going to have to come with boosters. You know, it's going to be like almost like a subscription service. You know what I mean? It's going to give you myocarditis. It's going to be side effects. They called that? This is like a year before like, you know, the adults on MSNBC going like, okay, so it turns out like uh, new facts have come to light. I'm like, yeah, I've been, we've been talking about this for a year and I've been listening to this for over a year. Those are not new facts. Yeah. They're used. (laughs) Well, they're new to you. (laughs) <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't know. It's uh, um, what we need is a I, pandemic amnesty. I think <laughs> I think that when you're looking at all of the alternative uh, sources that we do, or listening to all the alternative ideas, you can also you can get carried away with things that are you know wild conspiracy theories, and you have to balance that with. Um, in the same way. That has to be balanced, too. Yeah. I mean, we know people. Yeah, that, for sure. Yeah. Anyways. Um, okay, moving on to something important. But before we do, <clears throat> I would like to... Oh, you know what? I was, I was Before I say this, <laughs> I was going to talk about our Patreon uh, yes. subscription. I was in my kitchen this morning, and I was thinking about the concept that... So just to set the getting, table for whoever's listening to this is that we are being the most notoriously terrible self-promoters. Do this podcast, put this work into it, have fun doing it, and try to you know 
get it to different platforms, but we never promote what we're supposed to be doing. So finally we made, uh, Kelly made, it was very beautiful, framed it, this <laughs> color, it's like half, the one half is all the logistics, right? Technical stuff, make sure this is plugged in, make sure this, make sure that. The other half is, here's all the things that you need to hit. You know, mention the Patreon, matri- uh, mention the retreatlifestyle.com, social media. We've hit that maybe once in the last 20 episodes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Staring us right and in the face. And you just pulled that up, and I had the, the fir- I had this half second, like, what's he holding right there? <laughs> it's been sitting here for weeks. That's pretty. Um, so I was in my kitchen making coffee this morning, and I was thinking about that concept that if you're getting something for free, particularly in the, you know, internet, um, you are the product. Yeah. You right? are the commodity. And that's true for TV, too. Absolutely. You know, when you're watching, it's funny that we've only kind of thought about that since uh, social media and apps on our phones have come along. Mm -hmm. But TV is the same way. You are not the customer. You are the product. The customer is the advertiser. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was thinking about our listeners and trying to, you know, they listen to this show for free. Um, except for the people on Patreon who do get some bonus stuff. Um, and I don't think about them as products. Mm-mm. I do think about them as our customers. And to the extent that uh, uh, our, we don't really advertise on right. the show, our advertising is for our friends, right? mainly. Yeah. Um, we have Chris Moreno, realtor extraordinaire. We have... Uh, Doug Elkins... Transfer Station, San Antonio, gun shop, tattoo shop. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just wanted to make a, a pitch to everyone to go be our customer on Patreon. Support the show directly. If you like what we're doing, um, subscribe. Get yourself a cool T-shirt. Get yourself uh, some stickers. By the way, if you haven't received any stickers, I'm, I'm getting to it. They're coming. <laughs> I have a, a bevy of stickers. It takes a while to uh, to produce them, and then for me to put them in an envelope. Yeah, I was gonna say, it doesn't now. <laughs> doesn't now. <laughs> I uh, have a stack here. They're <laughs> coming, though. They're coming. Maybe some patches as well. I'm thinking some Velcro patches. Anyways, uh, yeah, become a member of the Liberty Tree Social Club <laughs> at Patreon. Rate and review the show. Follow us on Instagram at uh, Liberty Tree Brand on Instagram, and uh, now back to me. All right. Um, There is a uh, troubling development that came to mind yesterday. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard about this, but uh, this guy, you know who that is? Is Is that a president? Not yet. I can't tell. Oh, it says Kennedy on his podium there. Uh, Bobby Kennedy Jr. Oh, yes. Announced that he's running for president. Okay. This could be bad for us. Okay. Check it out. Not only this, two weeks ago, he lowered oil production during a U.S. recession. Talking about Iran. It was like a, a, a slap in the United States face. And then he said it out loud three days ago. We don't care what the United States thinks anymore. So we've put trillions and trillions of dollars into that, those nations. With this strategy, the entire American empire just folded. Iran, Iraq, 
which we went to war of, is now a proxy state of Iran. Our entire strategy in the Mideast has utterly collapsed and our economy is going to follow if we don't do something fast. And I'm going to bring the troops home and I am going to start... I'm going to close the bases and I'm going to start investing in the United States middle class in our country and I'm going to make us an exemplary democracy again. I want to say one final, final thing, which is, and I'm going to put my cards on the table. I am not, I'm not an ideal presidential candidate for, for normal times. I, I'm not one of these people who've spent their life saying I've got to be really careful because one day I'm going to be in the White House. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> In normal circumstances, I would not do this. Uh, but these are not normal circumstances. I'm watching my country being stolen from me. And I don't. And I owe it to my children, to my family, and my legacy. I don't want you know, the Democratic Party to be the party of fear and pharma and war and censorship. Well, he's not going to be living for long. <laughs> okay. The problem that I see okay. is that uh, he might actually might actually win this thing. He he might actually be able to outcompete someone like this. You know, this diesel truck that's on its last wheels. <laughs> I got jokes. Uh, and transitioning it to give it 10 more years of its lifespan. Transitioning it to sign language. an electric vehicle. Uh, just say, she doesn't have a sign language translator with oh, her, so okay. that's why she's doing the, oh, her, the sign language yeah. along with this. I, I wish people listening could see this. It's fucking priceless. And as we were discussing it, because he's talking about not only doing the work of transitioning it, but the folks who are going to actually do the actual work, right, of changing its composition so that it can then be an electric vehicle. <laughs> well, we would have all traditionally called that person a mechanic, but now we're calling the person who's doing the EV stuff a technician. <laughs> <laughs> do you realize that if she does not become president, the... The loss that we're going to experience. I know. I, I know. mean, I, I, yeah, I think I might be with you because we're fucked no matter what. Because right. okay, so when I was talking, yeah, it's not like Robert Kennedy's going to save the day. I mean, I know because he's saying all the things like we're going to bring the troops home. Like how many times have I heard that? We're going to close these military bases. No, no, you're not. You're not going to do anything. And I'm going to come home and work for the middle class. It's like let's look at the statistics of how the middle class is doing. And every single president has said they're going to work for the middle class. I mean, mm -hmm. since Reagan. And I, you're, like you're you absolutely can't, right. Can't argue with the math. So, no, okay, I, given that the the utopia is off the table, and it is off the table, it doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't I, exist. We're I, all fucked. I believe so, him. By the way, I believe him. No, and I believe and, that he. But I think you're saying. absolutely right. Yeah. No. No. I believe that. You know. God bless him. He's like a Bernie Sanders. Like God bless you, man. Totally. I, I I actually think you're a genuine, honest person. Yes. Um, but given that none of that's going to happen. Let's yeah. just fucking party. Let's like rip the band-aid off. Exactly. Like let's get Kamala Harris in there. And dude, and she can speak to the rest of the world, other world leaders and the entire global population as if they're third graders, and she can pantomime it with her with her hands, you know, thinking like I'm I'm going to assume 
that everyone in this audience is a hearing impaired fourth grader. Like, here yeah. I go. Like, watch my hands. <laughs> I love it, dude. She does, dude, her, her nod of confidence, you know what I mean? When she makes yeah. a non-point. Totally. She goes, and that mechanic right. will be a technician. Huh? And she's nodding it's her like, head like. I just learned these words. Like, I know you're morning. waiting for me to put that together for you. Everyone's looking at her what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, she is so goddamn dumb. She's amazing, dude. It's incredible. It's uh, uh it's uh she's lightning in a bottle of stupidity. <laughs> it's pretty, it's yeah. pretty incredible. Um that being said, uh this could also happen. Oh boy. We can't solve a problem without first identifying it. Oh. The problem in our country right now, authoritarian. I can hear him doing the thumb so thing. hell bent on gaining power and keeping it. Mm. I'm not going to stop and start this through every single point yes. that he makes that is exactly the opposite of the truth. Yes. I'm just going to say it now. Every single point that he makes is not only wrong, but it's the flip. It's the reverse what? of the actual. Okay, so what? what is his... What's what's his tour that he's on right now? It's uh Campaign for Democracy. Campaign for Democracy. And it's solely based within the hub of his message is on freedom and liberty. And <laughs> yes. I, I know which as a Californian yeah. authoritarianism every, every Californian listening to this is laughing right now. Yeah. And then he began that campaign. He went to Florida and he took out ads in Florida. Yeah. Like, hey, Floridans, if you're Floridians. Tired, Floridians, if you are tired of living under tyranny. Come to California because everyone's fleeing California. We have a net loss of population. <laughs> it's like, every have you looked at the net loss populations of each state? It's everyone is a is a deep blue party unistate. It's Chicago. It's New York. It's Philadelphia. It is uh, San Francisco. California is people are fleeing the state. They're like, I'm out of here. I can't deal with this right now. And this guy, it's it's amazing. I almost admire the audacity. Is yeah. He goes to Florida. Going like, yeah, are you tired of living under this tyranny? Come to California. It's like, what were you like? When one of the you just you just released the state of emergency COVID measures. Like you had the most draconian lockdowns of every state. Like you have the the highest taxes. Every state, every business is leaving California. They're going yeah. to places like Texas and Florida and Montana. So much so that those states. I mean, there's bumper stickers. There's ad campaigns going like. Don't California my blank, whatever state right. I'm in right now. Like, don't stop. You guys stop moving here. It's like uh, Chipotle going into your local taqueria and being like, hey, you guys tired of food poisoning? Come on over to Chipotle. <laughs> like, uh, no. Well, not really. I, that's I've why we've gotten food poisoning here. And I'm pretty sure you have killed like seven people in the last five years. Leaders who are so hell bent on gaining power and keeping it by whatever means necessary that they're directly attacking our freedoms in state after state. He's describing himself right now. I know. Campaign for democracy. We're going on the road to take the fight to states where freedom is most under attack. Where is, oh my God, where is freedom more under attack than California right now? I know. I said we weren't going to stop this every 10 seconds, but we might have to. (laughs) This guy is such an ass clown. To take the fight to states where freedom is most under attack, where Republican leaders ban books. Criminalize doctors. Not true. Fire teachers. Not true. Intimidate true. librarians. Kidnap migrants. Target trans <laughs> kids. Stoke racism. Condone anti-Semitism. 
force the victims of rape and incest to carry their attacker's baby, where they ignore the will of the people and make it harder to vote and easier to buy assault weapons. They fan oh the flames of culture God. wars to destroy. Wait, 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 wait. We're going to make it harder to vote than to buy... And easier to buy assault, assault weapons. weapons. Right. So if I flip your metric, so therefore we should just be able to mail assault weapons to everyone in the U.S.? Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. He's saying uh, we should make it harder to buy assault weapons and easier to vote. Mm-hmm. How difficult is it to vote right now? It's not easy, Matt. I mean, you have to you have to show an ID. You have to go to the polling place for one. Uh-huh. You have to show an ID. Uh-huh. Uh, wait, no. no, you don't have to show an ID. Okay. Um, but you have to go to the polling. No, wait, no, you don't have to go to right, the polling right. place. Uh, you have to at least fill out the ballot yourself. It's, actually, you don't. If you have a ballot harvester come to your house, you can just give them. Their, your ballot. So Let them vote for you. So it's actually really easy. What now you're think saying about it. it's one step, one step easier than sending stickers to your Patreon supporters. <laughs> it's not even. No, that's not even close. You know how hard that is. Yeah, we have to have the stickers for one. Okay. Yeah, that's what so. I'm saying. It's one step easier. Having yeah, yeah. I I think you're you really have, you have to go to the mailbox and put them in the mailbox to send them. Honestly. It is much harder to send the stickers than it is to vote. That's my point. It's a great point. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Sorry, I was immediately defensive, but you're absolutely right. Honestly, it is way harder to mail a letter to somebody than it is to vote. Mm -hmm. And with ballot harvesting being legal in California, you don't even have to fill out the motherfucker. I don't know, dude. Sounds like Jim Crow on steroids to me. (laughs) Sounds like Jim Eagle. Jim Eagle. Huh? to buy assault weapons. They fan the flames of culture wars to distract from the fact that blue states have lower murder rates, better health care outcomes, that is and not higher true. GDPs. That is not true. That I actually looked true. into that. Did you? It's kind of a tie. The state murder rate is very deceiving because what matters, you know, blue cities okay. are like fucking I was, conflating, I was conflating it with crime, which we could talk about. Yeah, but, well, yeah. Let's do some research first. Nah. Nah, fuck it. (laughs) We're going to these states and investing in people and organizations where they're fighting back. We know we have a big battle coming, which is why we'll help lead the fight to make sure we elect leaders in 2024 who believe in democracy. Our country is facing an existential battle for who we are and who we're willing to become. It's not an That part is correct. Yes. That's the truth. What's happening in those red states? It's not who we are. It's un-American. It's undemocratic. And all it takes to fight back is a willingness to stand toe-to-toe and say enough. That's I would what love the- to stand toe-to-toe. Dude, how badly does this guy want to be president? Oh, God. <laughs> I know. He's like, I deserve this. I was born for this. I, I am the this. chosen one. Uh, I mean, God, we, I mean, we can still hold out hope for this, though. You know, I think that when we think about the SBA, it's about small businesses, and, and but but entrepreneurs are also small businesses. Um, I've started to use the two uh, phrases together because right. we don't want to leave anyone out because they're the okay. same kind of people. They actually are the same people. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to pick. Welcome that. to the party, Kamala. <laughs> it's not like she's always not on our game. Well, I think that the, the, the concerns 
are based on what we should all be concerned <clears throat> about. But mm -hmm. the, the solutions have to be and include what we are doing in terms of going forward, in terms of investments. Dude, we got to go in heavy on Kamala 2024. Yes. It's just endless, endless fodder. Yes. Like, you think Joe Biden's good. This would be fucking epic. Insane. It would All right, be now on. hilarious. Dude, she is our candidate. All right. Fucking Kamala. Kamala 24. Help us out, guys. Uh, I think we should do a Liberty Tree shirt. Okay. I think this would be good. I agree. I agree. Which uh, you could get at LibertyTreeLifestyle.com. Everybody, we have some uh, pretty cool shirts there, I think. Kamala 2024. Um, <clears throat> Vice President uh, John Fetterman, maybe. Might be a good choice. Ooh. Huh? Wow. Let's have some fun. You got to think. So from now You're on, the trend. You're making someone who's mentally incapable. Yeah, I am. I am, actually. The, <laughs> I'm saying that they shouldn't <laughs> be in Congress. The new trend is just that it needs to be that whoever the vice president is, it has to be more hilarious to think of them as president than the actual president. Right, right. It's a matter uh, yeah, yeah. The stepping down, exactly. constant, like, uh, devolution of our it's, it's office. A, it's, it's a metric of uh, relative quality, right? So as long as the person underneath him, because Joe Biden... I don't know. I don't think he's even alive, to be honest. <laughs> we can get into that. What's the difference? Yeah. But underneath him, we have people like us like, holy crap, man. I hope Joe Biden doesn't die anytime soon. Because what's the alternative? It's a relative thing. But the bar is set so low now. I just like, think. I think we should just keep going, going, going down. To like just, just plunging as a country. Obviously, That's Joe Biden is not in control of anything. Mm -hmm. I mean. Yeah. I don't think it, yeah. No, I I don't I think most of the lefties that we're friends with would agree that he's right. obviously not the one oh, and I don't think they have a problem me, with it. I, go, I think I, that we they, gotta make a caveat here though, because well, I knew I knew personally I can think of four people right now that thought like Joe Biden's doing such a good job. Like in the very beginning. I was yes. Like, really? And things are such an obvious yeah, My mom was one of them. She right. was like, you know, it's just such a hard job. He's doing such a good and job. things are such an obvious train wreck. I mean, they, they obviously dropped the bar. Like, well, he's just so old. And it's like, he's doing a pretty good job. And now's the point. Old. Like, well, you know, he doesn't really do anything. Yes. It's like, okay. Okay. I've been saying that for 20 years. Agreed. <laughs> I'm glad you're finally coming along. Hmm. Who does? Who's doing yeah. things? They need a lot of money. Yeah. Well, uh, they're obviously part of the state. And they need to be fucking psychopaths. And I mean, it's a really deep, deep question. Um, yeah. This state, like state, actor, capital S state. Yeah. I mean, these deep questions that we yeah. talk about. I mean, we yeah. really have to do a deep a, dive on this notion of the state. Yeah, yeah I don't know. There's got to be a name for it. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll we'll think about it. We'll get back to you guys. Yeah. Um. Oh man, should we go there? Um. I. <laughs> I have a deep state thing to. Okay, I have a theory. Uh, yes. I, I want to add to my theory. Okay. Before I do, though, let me just ask, because yeah. California, and uh, I'm not going to go into the uh, the task force on reparations mm -hmm. that California came up with. Right. I'm not going to go into it, but just real quickly, this task force was put together in order to decide how reparations should be paid out. Yes. Not, about not whether or not reparations should be paid out, but how they should be paid right. out. It, that, that task force was put together two and a half years ago 
It has nine members of the board, five of them which were appointed by Gavin Newsom. Um, I looked into some of these in individual members, and um, there are some fucking wingnuts on this. And we talk about, we, we can get into their ideas. I don't know how much time you want to spend on this, but you talk about the ideas that they brought to the table, and you go like, that is a radical idea. And people go like, no. Like, well, you're being a conspiracy theorist. I'm like, no, I'm using her language. She goes, the head. I, I am yeah, uh, Kamala Moore. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I'm applying the most radical notion of reparations that I can to this. And she's been consistently saying that out loud. You're like, I'm just using her language. Where do you get this shit about the World Economic Forum? It's from their website. Actually, I just go to you know, worldeconomicforum.com, and yeah, here's what they're saying. Do you want to talk about this? Not really. Do you want me to go into the deep state <laughs> stuff? Let's do the deep state stuff. All right. Uh, do check out either the podcast by Pete Quinones, who uh, interviewed uh, Reed Cooley. Really who, good. Who wrote a op-ed on the topic. Um, or read his article, his op-ed on, uh, I think it's on the Fox News. Um, it, was, more it was funny that he Or listen to NPR. They're talking about it uh, <laughs> yeah. also. It's funny to talk about Reed Cooley and his process by, he's an independent journalist, and he just, he has a cabin out in the woods in Mississippi and just cranks out articles, op-eds, and sends them to every media platform. A cabin uh, that he described as Uncle Ted's Uncle cabin. Uncle Ted's cabin <laughs> on the outside. I, I get the notion that it's much nicer on the inside <laughs> if you've seen the Ted K documentary. But he talks about that he got the article picked up by Fox News, and they published it within a matter of a couple of days, and he spent several days researching this. He goes, I got way more hate. You get my usual like left hate, right? You, I can't believe the conspiracy theorists, you hate, bigot, Nazi, whatever, all the usual shit that just means nothing to people like us. He got way more hate from, like, libertarians going, like, I can't believe you're publishing on Fox News. He's like, mm -hmm. I'm trying to get this information out there, and this is a huge platform. He got, it was amazing the amount of hate. Like, we like to poke fun at our, our ourselves <laughs> all the time. Yeah. And if we could disparage our own environment, it's like the... Libertarian movement is heavily autist, I guess you'd say, hung up on just one hundred percent like clinical perspectives on well, things. Well, it's kinda like that what I was saying earlier about getting kind of too far down the rabbit hole, not seeing right. the, the big picture. Libertarians tend to be uh so anti everyone else, including right. people within the Libertarian Party. Yeah. That it becomes an obsession. Which is interesting because I've had conversations with people saying, like, what's the libertarian's perspective on this? I was like couldn't tell you. I was like, the libertarian movement is like 20 different parties at this point. Right. I think we broke them down well, who cares? at some point. Yeah, and who gives a shit? It's just like, yeah. it's a philosophy, but as far as a distinct and delineated political movement. It's like asking, what is the Christian uh, point of view yeah. on this? And you're like, I, that is a ridiculous question. Right, correct. I don't care what other Christians think. I am living my life in the way that I think is correct based on the Bible and, you know, what I believe yeah. is the Christian thing to do. Who gives a shit what the Christian idea is of this thing? Yeah. In that, in that sense, that you're talking about, like, a, the big C Christians, like the big L libertarian, what's the libertarian yeah. point of view on this? It's like, that doesn't matter because well, the reason that we consider ourselves libertarians is because we believe in the philosophy. Right. It's a very simple philosophy. Yeah. And it, it to me it covers all the bases. But when it gets you know, mostly when it gets conflated with a specific political movement, that's why I say when people right. say, oh, "Are you a libertarian?" I was like, "I'm not a capital L, L 
I'm not a capital letter anything except for my last name. That's it. I was like, your first name is capitalized also. Thank you. Yeah. And middle name. <laughs> so there's only three capital letters can be attributed <laughs> to my <laughs> human existence. But other than that, it's like, oh, no, like I happen to agree with a lot of the philosophy, but when you put a capital letter in front of it and say, so you agree with all this? It's like, no, no, I don't. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Deep state. Do you? <sighs> okay. Dang it. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, come on. You, you got something. Well, we've already gone down the road this far. Um, <clears throat> do you think, I'm going to summarize instead of going over, I'm not going to play the NPR article. It's like two minutes. I reduced it to two minutes long. It took me like a half an hour to edit it down, but I'm just going to throw that out and uh, summarize <laughs> it. Good thing. Um, <laughs> you can do it next part, next episode. No, I don't want to let it go. Uh, I'm going to summarize. So, they are putting together a recommendation to um, the state of California to pay African Americans in California reparations for slavery, even though California never actually <clears throat> had any slavery. And they started out with a number of $340,000 per recipient. Right. That jumped up to $640,000 yeah, per then recipient. Then went to eight hundred. dollars Now it's at $5, 5 million. million. Yeah. And... What's interesting, and what this guy Cooley comes up with, um, Reed Cooley, and this is brilliant. He, I don't know if he thought of this on his own. Doesn't matter. The state of California cannot afford this. No, right. we are seven hundred eighty billion dollars in debt right now. Is it billion? Yeah. So. Yeah, we're we're three quarters of of a trillion dollars in debt. Wow. So. Obviously Which was the point this. of him bringing this up. Okay. Yeah. So the idea, what they're trying to, what they're speculating that they're trying to do is to to pass this. Uh, well, one idea, I guess. The other idea is that they're just trying to move the needle, that they don't actually want to pass this. They're just trying to gain. Old Overton window. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but the other idea is that they're going to pass this. They're going to get $5 million per resident, not be able, per African-American resident, not be able to pay for it, go bankrupt, get the federal Which would government. Federalize the issue. To bail the state of California out. Yeah. Thereby they're, federalizing the issue. And then, because then the rest of the states are like, well, we can't pay for that. And then California, go, well, what you need to do is have reparations for everybody in America, not just right. for California, which is it's kind of a brilliant move. And which, you, if you pay attention to state deficits, and <laughs> Lord knows why you would do that, but I do, there has been a running contest between California and Illinois yeah. as to who that would be huge if a state goes bankrupt and has to be bailed out by the federal government. It's the too big to fail model that we yes. use for the banks, exactly. but for a state. Right now, also known as communism, by the yeah, way. Yes, California and Illinois are fully in the running. Like you know, people are hedging bets of like who is the first of of those two states that is going to go bankrupt and ask for a federal bailout. Yep, exactly. And so when we have this horrific deficit, and then we have a, I mean, look at that on his face. Just bust that out at dinner. You know, over this weekend, saying like, <clears throat> we're gonna do like reparations. Like, I don't know, that sounds good. You know, we had some injustices. Like, yeah, we're gonna give $5 million to everyone that we deem fit for this program. Anyone's gonna go like, that's insane. Like, where would that money come from? Yeah. And you go like, well, it's being done intentionally. It's the intentional demolition of a state economy. Yeah. And if you do bring that up uh, over dinner this weekend, God bless you. Uh, <laughs> instead of, me telling you what to say 
<clears throat> listen to Thomas Sowell and his uh, explanation of why reparations is ridiculous. Uh, or, I mean, God, there's a million people that do it. Um, okay, so with that in mind, um, at the uh, a hearing recently in California um, about reparations and this task force's uh, job to come up with the appropriate... I got to get one of these jobs, man. They're talking about... Uh, the, the, do you know also that comes along with this bill is the construction of somewhere between 10 and 12 government facility buildings yes that would hold like one would be like a genealogy essentially institute like and one would be the logistics institute of like how to get this it's an industrial complex yeah it's just like the homeless industrial uh-huh. complex in san francisco well i've done some jobs for uh the city mm-hmm. and the county and uh also like uh quasi-governmental organizations and as a contractor one thing i know is that you have to be have a really sharp pencil. You can't screw around. <laughs> no, you got to be bottom. No, no, they no, only no. take the lowest no. bidder. So if you yeah. get that job, you know it's that, it's, it's it's not easy street. Yeah, no, you're uh, swimming with sharks right now, bud. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so this is Reverend Pierce uh, addressing the. <laughs> this is just so ridiculous. Addressing the task force. Morning, Reverend Pierce. Good morning. Thank you very much. Well, I think you know why I'm here. I think you know why. That's why I'm always coming. Where's the money? Where's the cash? Where's the check? Don't be afraid. Please don't be afraid. $5 million. San Francisco's already made a move. $5 million is nothing. And I'll tell you why. If they spread it over 50 years, that's $100,000 a year, and you're in the top tax bracket, 35% Fed, 16.8 California, you'll be lucky if you end up with $40,000 a year. Of free money. We need money. to do this. We need to get the money. Where's the money? Let's get the money now. 223000 for housing is not enough. We're looking at just the redlining. There's predatory lending. If you're African-American, chances are you're paying more on your mortgage for the same amount of money as somebody else. And that's not right. So let's get the money. Where's the money? We're going to give you free money. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's not, uh, honestly, that, that clip, I was, you, you know, really what, wanted to play that because it's, it was just, you know, what was too good, really too ridiculous. You know, what was also really interesting about that podcast with Reed Cooley is that, and this is glossed over people is, I don't, the money thing, it's everything's so corrupt. We just blow it. Just, it's, it's imaginary. The dollar is imaginary. I yeah. mean, technically, technically, if you want to get into it and Sometimes I'm just like, yeah, you know what? Fucking run the experiment. Let's just see what happens. Like, I don't, I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It sucks. That's it's taxpayer funded, right? Mm-hmm. So that's where taxes are going. While the state fucking falls apart and the inner cities just are urban fucking crime ridden hellholes. Dude, by the way, so <clears throat> sorry, did I interrupt you? Are you done? No. Go ahead. Is <laughs> <laughs> is what was more interesting is that also um, piggyback onto this bill that this committee is coming up with this this think tank is vouchers for K through 12 so kids can go to different schools they can go to better schools yeah which is school choice mm-hmm. which is a fully anti-left thing totally 
I, I heard that. It's just like, you fucking hypocrites, man. Which I believe, like, yeah, dude, if a kid is in the some terrible fucking part of the city, you know, there's some urban hellhole. Yeah. And, you know, and his parents are like, I, I, we need to get our kid to a better school. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fully agree. Let's yeah. do that. Let's do that. Yeah. And, and, uh, this is part of this program. I was like, "This what? Like you guys have been rail, like you guys have been railing against Gavin Newsom has been railing against that school choice, the idea of school choice forever." And so, if you're in support of reparations because you think somehow it's going to alleviate your white guilt for slavery, I have news for you: you are not going to be let off the hook for that. Okay. Just because you think it's a good idea and we actually pay the money and your tax money goes to it or we print money or whatever it is, like you end up paying for reparations only to black people. That is not going to be the end of racism. You are not going to be let off the hook for being a white racist, okay? And you saw what happened this weekend in Chicago. Yeah. I had the same exact thought. It made me think of that poor lady who was beaten probably within an inch of her life trying to get into her building in Chicago. You saw that? Yeah. I was thinking about that lady. Here's this woman trying to get into her building through a mob of people, of youth, black youth. I mean, I didn't see a white person in the in the video besides her, trying to get into her building, and she gets dragged to the ground and stomped on. I mean, beaten like you've never seen. You don't see her actually getting beaten, but you see the people doing the beating. This woman probably has a... She looks like a different person probably today than she did before then. She just got fucking stomped. And I was thinking, well, for one, if there's a mob of youth, whatever their skin color is, surrounding your building, flipping over cars and setting things on fire. Do not go into your building. Get a hotel room that night. Go somewhere else. All right? Read the fucking room. Okay? You're not this is not a place where you're just going to Yes, I know you voted for the mayor who is not condone, condemning any of this violence. Um but they they don't know that and they don't give a shit because yeah. you're the wrong skin color in this, basically what was a race riot in, in Chicago. And I was thinking about that lady in the same way I'm thinking about reparations. Like she, I guarantee you, she voted for this new mayor who Mm -hmm. you wouldn't think it'd be possible to make Lori Lightfoot look better, (laughs) but I think he is doing it. I mean, the crime is up like 47%. I saw so many many people I got like, Oh my God, we got rid of Lori Lightfoot. Mm-hmm. Who replaced her? <laughs> you look at him, oh. you're like, oh, my. Hey. wow. Yeah, step one, good, get rid of Lori Lightfoot. Step two, elect someone much better. No, you're going to go with someone much worse. The problem with Lori Lightfoot <clears throat> is she wasn't woke enough, obviously. Yeah. So crime's up 47%, and I would bet money that this woman who was beaten nearly to death in front of her apartment building, I mean, she's a, a white lady living in downtown Chicago. I don't know. I just think she probably voted for that guy. Mm-hmm. I think that she thought that somehow that her white guilt could alleviate this the situation and kind of, I don't know. I don't know. I don't actually know enough about it to say. I don't want to say anything stupid right here. But I just think that uh, you're not going to get what you, what you think you're going to get from Pe- passing reparations. People talk about that What's going on in Chicago or San Francisco, Philadelphia, Los Angeles, New York City, 
all the urban centers, which are just delving into chaos. I mean, it's pretty obvious. I mean, just ridiculous crime. And then when a dipshit like Gavin Newsom, who's pretty much the Antichrist, says like, well, no, like crime is actually going down in the urban centers. And it's just, it's a very, you know, there's statistics, damn statistics and lies, as mm -hmm. they say. It's like, well, crime is going down in San Francisco because you guys, through Prop 49, decriminalize crime, right? And you just don't prosecute crime. Therefore, you have no crime. Yeah. Right? It's like lowering exactly. test standards. It's like, yeah, everyone's, uh, our school's doing really, really well. Yeah, everyone passed. Huh. Everyone they're, graduated. They're, they're illiterate. <laughs> like, yeah, but they all got A's and B's. They all graduated. So that's how you manipulate the crime statistics. And they all got into college. So that's how when you hear, yeah, when you hear someone like Gavin Newsom, you know, tout these statistics, you're just like, no, that's, that's, uh, you guys have changed the metrics to which that we just don't have a crime anymore. Exactly. But as we say, walk out the front door test, which we can do, uh, you know. We have I, a front I, door. I avoid the city like the plague unless it's a medical emergency. But the times I do go there, I'm like, this is a third world hellhole. It's insane. Mm -hmm. It's uh, there's shows that I want to go to. I was like, I'm not driving in that place. It's just, it's insane. I had a studio there forever. You know, I lived there forever. It's a completely right. different place than when you and I used to live there. Yeah. So I asked you two questions this morning. Okay. Uh, what do you think it takes? Let's see. How, what order should I do these in? Um. Do you think California can ever turn it around and elect uh, a not insane governor, elect not insane, you know, start coming up with better legislation, less government overreach, less totalitarian nightmare state, become more of a red state, let's say? Do you think that's possible like it used to be? Um, my No, I don't think it will. And but... To add a sub answer to that, no, I don't think it will turn around. It's a unitary state forever. Hundred years from now, still no. I mean, hundred years from now. But I'm Who talking knows? like next okay. twenty years. Um, <clears throat> it is politics are so Machiavellian, particularly in the unitary states. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to matter. But what I think it will have happen is that we will see more of what I always call like the silent secession, or more of the idea of um, federalism. Mm -hmm. or decentralization. So you're going to have counties like uh, that we saw in the pandemic, like Shasta County, Siskiyou County, that said like Yolo County. Like, no, 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 we're not doing, we're not telling our business to shut down. We're, we won't. Yeah. And then you had top-down authoritarian power, you know, people like, people in San Francisco, Gavin Newsom saying like, well, we're going to like come after you or whatever. Like, fine, do it. They didn't do anything. A lot of those people, nothing happened to theirs. So I think we're going to see more of something like that, more of a delineation, you know, you're going to have, because there's such, what the problem that we have with centralized power is like, all of political power is concentrated within deep urban centers. And we have those deep urban centers, you know, your LA and your San Francisco here in California. And they are just deciding policy that makes them feel good or gets them votes or whatever. And applying that, like California is not just Los Angeles. If you travel outside, if you go to the East Coast, you know, I've had this happen to me. Like, oh, yeah, like, you guys just surf all day. And I was like, no, dude, I grew up in Northern California. Can you surf to school? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is 
it's entire it's very very rural once you get outside of those cities you know we're you know what do they call it the salad ball or whatever the you know it's tons and tons of farmland you know you go to east and north california it's, it, it's extremely rural mm-hmm. so you have like these dipshits in san francisco people like you know gavin it's newsom north south east and west it's <laughs> only in the cities <laughs> yeah who's saying like yeah like we need to get rid of guns and we need to do this and like you can't drive trucks and you know we need to get rid of like cattle and everything and everyone else is like get fucked get man. rid of farms yeah get, get rid of fucked. orchards yeah stop giving water to farmers so, so i think we're farmers. going to see more of a move my prediction is we're going to see more of a move it's going to go further in this direction for people whoever places gavin newsom fucking I, it's abhorrent to think about what, what the options are but i think the those urban counties like the ones that we're from are going to go the other way with it rural counties rural counties rural counties yeah um, or my second question was, uh, what would it take for you to leave California? So, um, I know you said you don't want to leave cause your family's here, but yeah, at some we, point you kidnap your mom and you're <laughs> leaving, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, we had talked about leaving, uh, about six, seven years ago. We, we were having serious conversations, conversations about it. I was just like, why don't we just get out of here? Just because I like, I like to be more rural. I like small towns. That's where I'm from. And, um, <clears throat> but then we've had the discussion. Like, my wife actually was the one that brought it to my attention. She goes, "Why do you want to leave?" I'm like, "I just, and it's too hard. It's too, it's exhausting. It's taxing to be around people that just vehemently hate everything that you think about, which I think is very sad. I think it's very childish and fucking petty, to be honest with you, because we could have a conversation about it and maybe have some kind of common ground. But Yeah, or disagree and be yeah, fine with that. Yeah, high five and throw some burgers on the grill, but that is apparently not the times we're living in. Um, and I only see that getting worse, by the way, is she said, like, well, why should you leave, though? This is your home. This is where your family is. And California is mind-numbing, like, is fucking amazing here, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, fucking perfect weather. I mean, within where we are... As long as you're not in a drought where it's raining every day. <laughs> yes. And, you know, where we live, you know, way, way north of the Bay Area, it's like within 45 minutes, I can be in the mountains, I could be on the beach, you know, I could be fishing, I could, you know, I could be in the snow within a couple hours. I mean, if here. you live in Orange County, that's true, too. Yeah. Yeah, you can be you can snowboard, skateboard, and surf in the same day. I'm right, not, and not. we happen to live just on the fringe of the Bay Area, where there's still like a lot of land, a lot of space. Mm-hmm. There's lakes and rivers and everything. So she goes, "Well, why should you leave?" I'm like, "That's that's pretty a de- that's a pretty decent point." Yeah, I agree. So to answer your question, is I guess because this has been on my mind lately, is that to watch these crime sprees going on in San Francisco and Los Angeles. The, what we saw in Chicago that you were talking about over this weekend was horrific. I mean, that's the, that's the end of society. It you was, see that. That was society ending for like a weekend. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So and it, that, that weekend is going to turn into a three-day weekend right. next time. So if something like day, that. Five-day, and next thing you know, it's gone. So if something like that ever became more pervasive throughout the state, yeah. I mean, I, but I don't think I'd leave California, though. I go north. So what would it take you to leave? Leave California entirely? Yeah. If that element was just throughout the entire state. So just... Complete uh, lawlessness. Just violence. Like a, a complete, like, breakdown of social order. Because that... 
the idea of reparations made me think um, it might be time to leave. Really? Because it means that every, it might not the matter. The amount of money that would have to be stolen from us to make that work is just astronomical. But, mean, but to go back to your point, though, it was designed to fail. I know. But, and we don't, I, we don't have to get into it, but I believe that it might be a good thing in that it could lead to secession of other states. Which if Texas see. is being forced to pay for reparations in California, the thing a lot Texas might just put their middle finger up. And Which be is like, a bigger wow. model what I was just talking about of like, yeah, but I was talking about the microcosm of, I agree. of the counties going like, no, we're not. If the state of Jefferson was finally established or something, I would probably move there. I don't think I would stay in a state that was a Gavin Newsom's ideal society. Oh, 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 oh,